It's the first Ravens 2023 mock draft Monday here during the 2023 offseason. We dive into a full seven-round mock draft, talk about draft needs, get into your mock drafts, and much more coming up next year on this Monday edition of Locked on Ravens. You are Locked on Ravens, your daily Baltimore Ravens podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another episode of the Locked On Ravens podcast, your daily Baltimore Ravens podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Ostrecker of Ravens Wire, and we're here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much for tuning in with us today, being here, making us your first listen of the day on Locked On Ravens. are free and available on all podcasting platforms. That includes over in video form on YouTube. And today's episode of Locked On Ravens is brought to you by Ultimate Football GM. If you've ever dreamed of becoming an NFL general manager and managing your football franchise, this game is definitely for you. Download the game. This is at ultimate-gm.com or it up on the app stores our listeners get a 100 free boost to their franchise and using the promo locked on in all caps in the game and we're back here it's exciting today it's the first mock draft monday of the 2023 offseason we do this every single draft season i wait until the week after the super bowl just to kind of have you know we just get into the full offseason no football we've now had no football for a full week and now from every monday here on out we will be doing a mock draft monday here so it'll be draft talk and obviously it'll We'll talk about other stuff throughout the course of the next month or two months or so of Mondays. But how Mock Draft Mondays work is I do a full seven-round mock draft every single week, and I I switch it up every week. So I try to make it a different first-round prospect every single time I pick. So some weeks, people will probably be like, why why are you taking this guy in the first round? Again, I I, I just want to switch it up for content and talk about different prospects. So in the first segment, unless there's super big news, We'll be talking about the mock draft that I did going through it, talking about that. Then in the second segment, you know, this year the Ravens only have five picks. So, you know, before they had 10 picks, 11 picks, they traded Orlando Brown, they got more picks. So we would take two segments to talk about my mock draft. They only have five picks this year. So we can get through an entire five pick mock draft in one segment. So we'll do that. Then in the second segment, you know, we'll get into needs talk for the Ravens draft and any other Ravens news notes and quotes that happened throughout that week and maybe dabble in some of your mock drafts that I've collected through Twitter. We, we got a ton of mock drafts this first time around here. And then in the final segment, we'll dedicate that to your mock drafts. And I, I want to get to as many as I can. I had such, it, it was so great how many mock drafts I got for this first, almost 70 between the two posts. So I, I highly doubt I'm going to be able to get to every single one throughout the week here, but just know I do look at every single one and I, I saw a lot of good ones, but how I do it is I just, look at the top of the post and go down from there, the top of the comments and go down. So no particular order in terms of which mock drafts I pick and which I don't. It's just the one, the top comment down the list. It's just how I do it. So I'm not like favoring any one person over the other, or one draft over the other. It's just literally what I see first. So it's exciting. We'll talk a lot of draft, a lot of prospects. The Ravens obviously five draft picks. So we'll get into my mock draft first here. Before we do that though, if you're here with us in video form on YouTube, be sure to like the video, subscribe to the channel. We're five days a week here on Lockdown Ravens, Ravens news, analysis, updates, and so much more here. Like and subscribe on YouTube and in audio form anywhere you get your podcasts. Be sure to follow along with you're on your way to work or from work. It's the same show, both audio and video. So if you want to do YouTube two days a week and Apple Podcasts three days or Spotify three days, you can do that. We, we have all the content here for you on Locked on Raven. So let's now first talk about my mock draft. And 
I, I started this one with a bang. I, I think I did pretty well my first mock draft here. First up, 22 overall. That's the Ravens' first pick. I picked Ohio State wide receiver Jackson Smith in Jigba. And now this is a very popular pick for people if he falls. Now, I don't think he falls. I think he's going to probably go in the late teens, mid-teens. I don't think he falls to 22. But I think this would be a dream scenario for a lot of people if Smith and Jigba fell here too 22. Now his, his college journey is a bit interesting. He did not play a lot in 2022. He battled a lot of injuries, only played in three games. It was, it was rough for Smith and Jigba, but he burst onto the scene in 2021, had 1,606 yards, and that was a big 10 receiving record. Now what makes him so appealing? He's a great route runner, can separate really, really well. His footwork is great. He's able to control his body really well, especially in contested catch situations. He can make adjustments. His open field awareness is really, really good. And he's also a very smart football player. He knows how to work into open spots in the field, get open for his quarterback. That's something I think that if Lamar Jackson stays, or even, even if he doesn't, whoever's quarterback in Baltimore in 2023, it's a huge, huge skill to have. He can work at all three levels of the field, short, intermediate, deep. He can be a threat in all, all three of those areas, but with Smith and Jigba, he's not going to like take the top off a of defense. He's not your speedster four three guy. That's going to blow the doors off, but the Ravens don't need that right now. I think they have a couple of guys who can be those. We're going to take the top off a of defense. I think if you can let Smith and Jigba work next to Rashad Bateman, next to Devin Duvernay, hopefully bringing in somebody else as well into that fold, a veteran type guy. I think that you can pair those guys together and that would be a much better recipe instead of just trusting a couple of young guys like the Ravens did in 2022, which they couldn't afford to lose either one of Rashad Bateman or Devin DuVernay, and they lost both. Now, with Smith and Jigba, it's kind of hard to evaluate just because of the fact that he just barely played in 2022. So a lot of people are going off the 2021 film and going off the 2021 stats and what they saw out of him there. But he does have, I think, what it takes to become a very productive NFL receiver, a very star-like player, but you, you just don't have the recency of some of these other guys who turned it on during the 2022 season that maybe you're going to get picked a little bit ahead of Jackson Smith and Jigba. So I'm all on board for Jackson Smith and Jigba at 22. If that is a selection, I think he pairs very well with what the Ravens want to do on offense. Then the Ravens obviously don't have a second round pick. So we move over to the third round. We had to, we had to wait a while, but I got Clark Phillips, the third Utah corner at number 86 in the third round. Now, is it, is it realistic? Clark Phillips falls to 86. Probably not, but my saying, and it's a saying I've said before here on the show, if the mock draft simulator gives it to you, you take it. I, I'm excited to say my, my mock draft sayings and my draft sayings again. That's one of my favorite ones. Look, he was there at 86. I'm, I'm going to take him at 86 and we'll talk about it. I think Phillips right now has a late round one to mid round two grade for a lot of people. I don't think he falls anywhere near 86 for Baltimore. He ended up, he, he played in all 31 games or he started in all 31 games he played in his career. He had nine interceptions. He had four of those actually were touchdowns. So he had four touchdowns on interceptions. He was a Pac-12 Defensive Player of the Year in 2022. Now for Phillips, he's quick. He's twitchy, super explosive as well. Very athletic corner, very good movement skill. So he, he moves well with a lot of receivers. And I think for the Ravens, they need someone like, like Clark Phillips, who is very fluid in his movements. He can work very well across the middle of the field 
And he's, he's disruptive. He's able to time out. His timing is very good. So disruptive catching the receivers at the catch point. The receivers don't catch the ball because he's very disruptive at the actual catch point of the ball, swatting the ball away, getting there right on time. Not too early, not too late, getting there right on time. So he also has a lot of, a lot of his time was spent on the outside, but he does have slot experience. So do, do with that what you will. I think that for what the Ravens need right now, they just need corner depth. I think they actually need more outside corner depth than they do inside right now. But they could use both. They they could use both depending on how they view Kyle Hamilton and some other, other younger guys. So I think Phillips would be a super solid pick. I think it'd be a steal at number 86 here. He doesn't necessarily check every single box. He's not the biggest corner in the world. He's only 5'10". So the Ravens who maybe would want a bigger corner on the outside might not appeal to them. Depends on what, how they view their corners these days His his tackling's a little, does struggle with missed tackles a little bit as I know that kind of brings back bad memories for Ravens fans. I get it. And sometimes he can get washed out due to contact. So those are some areas, but I do think with what he brings to the table in terms of his ball skills, his competitive toughness instincts, He'd be a player I'd take at number 86, absolutely. Next here, we're moving along. Round four, 125, Andrew Voorhees, the guard from USC. Now, this is a veteran player, a veteran college player here. He has experience at a lot of different positions on the line. Left guard, though, is where I think a lot of people see him. And he's someone who is just, he's consistent, I would say. Now, he is a he is someone who gets work done in the run game, his wide frame and lower body power lets him do that. And he's someone that, you know, anchor wise, there's a lot that he can do there as well. Power rushers don't really get a good push on him because of how powerful he is, but that comes with, in terms of quicker defenders, he's not necessarily wonderful against those. So foot speed is something that people feel like he does need to improve on. He, good build though. I mean, he stands at 6'6", six, six, he's 320. So that's a very good build. And with the Ravens, and we'll talk about this in the second segment, there may be need for a left guard here with Ben Powers on the way out. I think Voorhees could at least come in and compete for that job. So I think again, fourth rounder, it's pretty solid. Then you go fifth round 159. Yes, Zero Abdullah out of Louisville is, is the pick, the edge rusher. And some people might be saying, why an edge rusher here? I don't think Abdullah less anywhere near here. He he would be a steal in the fifth round. Now he is somebody who had 10 sacks two years ago. And then this past season had 10 sacks. So followed up or nine and a half. So this following up really good two seasons for Yasir Abdullah with the 10 sacks first in 2021, the nine and a half in 2022, super instinctual, just, just knows how to get to the quarterback and can shoot gaps very well. You can see him kind of shoot interior gaps. He also has dropped back into coverage. He's, he's a very versatile player. Now, his size also a bit of a concern here for some. He's 6'1", 235, so I'm sure the Ravens maybe want him to put on some weight and put on some muscle, but he is someone who, again, you see the production in college, has very good closing speed, very good athlete, and I think can be a very versatile piece in that defense. So that, that's a pick that I was very happy with there. And finally, we move on to the sixth round, number 200, Cameron Young, the interior defensive lineman out of Mississippi State. Now, this is a two-down player. Cameron Young's not very explosive, but has the opportunity to play the nose and be a force in the run game where you see him on his on pass rushing snaps, and he doesn't really he hasn't shown a lot. 6'3, 3'10, someone who look with the defensive line, 
You're getting Clayus Campbell back, hopefully, hopefully for the Ravens. Also, Brent Urban re-signed. You have a couple of guys there in Broderick Washington and Justin Matabike who are coming up on the final years of their deal. So maybe the Ravens want to just stock some young depth. The Ravens like to take an offensive lineman in the draft. So maybe this is the draft where they take a guy and they swing on, on a guy like a Cameron Young who does have developmental traits, you know, powerful frame, long arms, someone who has a stout run defender profile, but you're not going to put him out as a three-down guy. That's that's just not what he is because of his limited pass rushing presence. So I, I thought this was a pretty solid one. I, I was pretty happy with it. And in the second segment, we'll talk about some of the needs-based things that the Ravens could take into account. And more so, be sure to stay tuned. Still a lot to dive into on the show. But first, this episode is brought to you by Ultimate Football GM. And you've heard me talk about this mobile game app, and I can't tell you how much fun I had competing against my fellow Lockdown NFL hosts. Now, Chris Carter, Lockdown Steelers, was our Lockdown NFL champion. I, I did want to win but it, it wasn't in the cards for me this time around. But now it's your turn to compete, but more on that later. If you've ever dreamed of becoming an NFL general manager and managing your football franchise, your dreaming come true, and this game is definitely for you. You'll manage every strategic aspect of your team, play through seasons, and lead your team to glory, trying to build a dynasty. With Ultimate Football Jam, you're responsible for controlling your destiny of your franchise by hiring the right coaches and coordinators, trading players, navigating your franchise, the free agency and the draft, and all the ups and downs of a season. And there are a ton of interactive things you can do on Ultimate Football Jam. It really makes the game immersive and feels like you have control over creating your dynasty. You can compete with your friends and your family. All this in a challenging and realistic game world. Ultimate Football GM is completely free and playable offline. Play on the go as you want and when you want to. We've created Locked On Leagues for you to compete against Locked On fans all over the world. Can you be the ultimate Locked On Football GM? Choose a Locked On League in the app to join. Can you create a football dynasty? Locked On Ravens listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise using the promo code Locked On in all caps in the game store. That's Locked On in all caps, so make sure to check it out today. Download the games at ultimate-gm.com or look it up on the app stores at ultimate-gm.com. Ultimate Football GM, start your dynasty today. We are back here, our second segment of Locked On Ravens. Kevin Ostriker is still here with you. On this Monday, our first mock draft Monday of the 2023 offseason, it's just it's draft season again, and hopefully the Ravens can improve their team. We just went over my mock draft of the week. I call it mock draft Sunday. I put it out on Twitter on Sundays, right in the like afternoon, evening period. And so I, I quote tweeted on the Lockdown Ravens account, and I say, if you want to put your mock draft to be talked about on this week's shows, you know, go ahead and do so. And again, we got a ton of responses this week. I'm super excited about it. And again, I'm probably not, in fact, I'm sure I'm not going to be able to get to every single one this week, but I do look at every single one and I'm just going to see what we get. So before we get into those mock drafts, I do want to talk a bit about needs for the Ravens. And we'll do a full episode on this probably in the next couple of weeks. But in terms of what I did for the Ravens, I took wide receiver corner and then I went guard. I took edge and then defensive line. Now, for wide receiver and corner, those two for me can be flip-flopped, but it, it's different in terms of like assets. So for me, I think the ideal offseason for the Ravens, like my my number one, like let's, this is like an A, wrap it up, let's go home, this is awesome, is if they trade for a player such as a DeAndre Hopkins in the wide receiver room, a veteran, and then take a corner in the first round, like a Joey Porter Jr. or a Christian Gonzalez or s- someone, someone like that. Clark Phillips, even if, you know, we talked about him in the third round, but he's a prospect that some have going in the first. And I think he is a first slash second round guy. So that to me would be go get your number one for Lamar Jackson or whoever the quarterback's going to be. And then go out there and get a corner that you can put next to Marlon Humphrey for the next four or five seasons and have him on a cost controlled rookie contract. I, I think that to me, because corner and wide receiver are two very expensive positions. They're both premium positions in this league. So in terms of trading for one, 
you probably can't trade for both one or the other one big free agent splash at one of the positions and then the other position take take that in the first round you know no running backs in the first round you can do that later Bijan robinson i think a very talented player we've seen him mock to the ravens a lot that's just that's not a pick for me so wide receiver corner are my one two this this time around i did jackson smith and jigba but i do think there are avenues where hey you know the ravens go out there and get andre hopkins if, if they get Jackson Smith and Jigba and DeAndre Hopkins, you're, you're setting up that wide receiver room for success. But then do you have enough resources to rebuild your cornerback room that probably needs a little rebuilding in there, depending on what happens with Marcus Peters in the offseason? So that, that is one question. Then you look at the guard position. I talked about it a little bit with Ben Powers. Doesn't feel like Ben Powers is going to come back this offseason just because I think I think he – outplayed expectations by a really big margin in good form good for him but that will probably price him out of baltimore i'm not saying it's it's a certainty there is a chance he comes back but in that case are you giving the job to ben cleveland outright or you have interest in cologne compete for it i think you're bringing in somebody i think that you you should be taking a guard in the middle rounds i don't necessarily think it's a first round need i think again that's wide receiver and corner for me but, but a definite, you know, fourth, fifth round need. Like, I, th- I think that's where you go with one of those picks. And maybe instead they bring a veteran in. I don't know how they do it. But I think a guy like Andrew Voorhees would be a solid because he is, he's someone who could compete with Ben Cleveland now. Like you, you could have him on that timeline to compete with him now. And if Cleveland isn't the answer, you have someone else who you feel pretty confident in that can go in. You can plug and play and you can start games really, really well for you. So that's where I had that mindset. Then with Yazir Abdullah, the edge, the edge position is interesting. Now you have Adafi Owe going into his third season, David Ajabo going into his second year. You, you have those two talented guys. Plus you can't forget about Tyus Bowser. Now, after those three, you have some question marks. I think the Ravens, their approach should be one veteran and one draft pick. I think Yasser Abdullah is a great draft pick for them. Again, someone who is versatile can even step in and play a little bit early on, but let's say they bring back Justin Houston like that. I would be super on board for that. I think they should do that. So Justin Houston, Adafi Owe, Tyus Bowser, David Ajabo, and Yasser Abdullah. It's a pretty solid five. And I think you only need five. I don't think you need six. I don't think, I think four is a little too little. So I think five is your sweet spot with edge rushers and plus the versatility. Some of those guys give you, now, I'd feel I'd feel good about that room if that's the route that they took, but I do think it should be one veteran and one draft pick at that position, or, or maybe it's an undrafted guy that makes the roster and it's not a draft pick. And then defensive line, I talked about that need a little bit just because you do have Justin Matabike and Roger Washington both coming up on contract years, Michael Pierce coming back from an injury. It's, it wouldn't be a now pick. Like if the Ravens took a defensive lineman, unless it was one of the top options, like super tip-top options in the draft, it wouldn't be a now pick because you have Travis Jones. You have hopefully Clayus Campbell coming back. You have Brent Urban coming back. You're already six deep on the defensive line right now. So a Cameron Young, for example, would be a pure project stash guy. But do they even have enough room? Do you keep seven defensive linemen on this roster? That it's it's kind of it's a, it's a tough sell for me. So the Cameron Young pick was kind of with that whole thing in mind. But at the end of the day. Other needs you could look at, maybe a running back in the later rounds, like a fifth, sixth round running back. I know Tyler Beatty didn't work out too well in Baltimore. You know, the, the Mike Davis, the Mike Davis says the Kenyon Drakes, those guys, Justice Hill worked out really well. <laughs> like that worked out great, but we'll see what happens with him and we'll, we'll figure that whole situation out. They don't 
well, depending on Lamar Jackson, they don't need a quarterback, but Lamar's on the team right now. So I'm saying they don't. And again, these drafts, just as a, as a disclaimer, the drafts that I do for mock draft Sundays, they are with the current roster in mind. So Lamar's on the roster right now. That is the roster I'm doing the mock draft for. If Lamar gets traded, then I'll do the mock drafts where Lamar gets traded. But for now, I'm not going to do that. We'll do a couple later down the line where I'll trade up, I'll trade down. So, you know, it's, it's very cool. I love doing these mock drafts. But for needs-wise, wide receiver corner are like my top two. Then you look at the guard. You look at potentially the edge situation. I mean, they, they don't need a tight end. You know, they could – every team can use tackle depth. Maybe they go there. Maybe they go center depth. You know, defensive line, we talked about that a little bit. Inside linebacker, depending on what happens with Patrick Queen. Safety, maybe depending on what happens with Chuck Clark. But I think wide receiver and corner, the two they should really be focusing on here moving forward. But coming up, we'll get into your mock drafts. We'll be talking about mock drafts submitted to the show. We'll read through them, we'll analyze them, and we'll do more. So be sure to stay tuned. So lots to dive into on the show. We're back here. Our final segment of Locked On Ravens. Kevin Allstriker still talking with you here on this mock draft Monday. And now we're, we're going to dive right in to the mock drafts that you submitted to our show here. And it, it's exciting. I'm excited to see some see some familiar faces back in the comments with these drafts. Of course, excited to see new ones as well. Thank you so much for all the support submitting these mock drafts. Again, almost 70 mock drafts submitted here for this. And I'm, I'm not going to be able to get to all of them. So I apologize if yours isn't read out throughout the week here. I'm going to try to get to as many as I can when I have the time, but I'm trying to, I'm trying to cook up some Todd Monkin content for this week. So we'll, we'll see how many I get to, but let, let's not waste any time. Let's get back into these mock drafts. And first up here, we have a mock draft from Kalen Hutchinson and there, there's a familiar face right off the bat. Welcome back, Kalen. And Kalen has the Ravens taking Zay Flowers, the Boston college wide receiver at pick 22. JL Skinner, the Boise state safety at number 86. Then you have Olushegun Oluwatimi, the center from Michigan at 125. Julius Brent's corner from Kansas State at 159. Then D. Winters, the TCU linebacker at 200. Julius Brent's at 159 is a steal. That is a steal and a half. I love that pick. Zay Flowers, too. There are a lot of people who are really in on Zay Flowers and then some people who are really out on Zay Flowers. I like I like Zay Flowers. I think Zay Flowers is very good. You have the center pick in the fourth round for center depth. Then you have the safety in the third round. Again, that I think that's like, depending, the Ravens, I think, do need secondary depth, so I think Skinner is a solid pick. But I think what you have, you have two secondary players, a wide receiver, some offensive line depth, and linebacker. It's a solid haul. I, I like this mock draft from Kalen here. Then we have one from Toussaint, who has the Ravens taking Tank Dell, Nathaniel Dell out of Houston at 31. Now, how they got to 31 was they traded 22 and 159 for 31, 63, and 95. It's a so solid trade. I think that, you know, I'm, I'm team trade back. I think the Ravens should trade back. That That's a solid haul for 22. So Tank Dell at 31, wide receiver from Houston. Jalen Hyatt, wide receiver from Tennessee at 63 in round two. Colby Wooden, edge from Auburn at 86. Jacorian Bennett, corner from Maryland at 95. Andrew Voorhees, guard from USC at 125. And Javarius Owens, Houston safety at 200. Back-to-back -back wide receivers. So if, if this were the case, if the Ravens were to take two wideouts first and second round, they maybe they sign like a mid to low tier veteran. I wouldn't see them like that's where I'd see them investing big money in a corner or big money somewhere else in free agency. I just, I wouldn't see them investing big money in DeAndre Hopkins and then taking two wide receivers. I think the Ravens need to pour assets in the wide receiver. They need to redo their wideout room. I'm not saying they don't need to. 
but I think it's two guys max, like two high-end guys max. Jalen Hyatt's really good, and so is Tank Dell. So those would be your two guys, and then maybe you sign like a DJ Chark or something like that. So you round out that room with a veteran-ish option. But overall, I think, again, you have two secondary options, two wide receivers, edge, a guard, uh, pretty solid here. I think it hits on all the needs, but you're just you're, you're taking the secondary depth in the third, in the sixth, and then two wideouts with the first two picks. There's a solid mock draft here from Toussaint. Next, we have Harlan Mumphrey, who says, my no-trade mock, fix the wide receiver room, MP's replacement in CP3, Ibrahim has Ravens written all over him. So Harlan Mumphrey has the Ravens taken Zay Flowers, pick number 22, first round. Then Clark Phillips, Utah corner 86. Trey Palmer, wide receiver Nebraska at 125. Antonio Mafi, the guard from UCLA at 159. And Muhammad Ibrahim, the running back from Minnesota at 200. So wide receiver corner, wide receiver, guard running back. Okay. I, I don't hate that at all. I think is the draft. So right now I'm on team one wide receiver just by a little. I think by the end of the process, I'm probably going to be on team, but like team one and a half wide receivers. Because the Ravens, if we look at trends, 2019, two wide receivers in Marquise Brown and Miles Boykin. 2021, two receivers. Well, even, you know, 2022 receivers, Devin Duvernay and James Prochet. 2021, two wide receivers, Rashad Bateman and Tylen Wallace. Now, 2022, they took none. So are they back on after three years and then the one off year, are they getting two more wide receivers? I, I don't hate, like, the, the, the two wide receivers, if you were with me in 2021, I was not on board with two wide receivers unless it was like a amazing pick. I thought Tyler Wallace at the time was that obviously hasn't worked out so far, but I'm like, I'm meh. I'm like eh, on wide receiver, two wide receivers, but I do. I like the Zay Flowers pick. We talked about Clark Phillips like that pick too. Ibrahim's a sneaky one. I think he can give you a lot. And although I don't think he's a B. John Robinson, he's still a solid option there. Next, we have a mock draft from Snow Moose, who has the Ravens taking Jackson Smith and Jigba, wide receiver, Ohio State at number 22. Darius Rush, South Carolina corner, 86. Rashawn Johnson, Texas running back at 125. Juice Scruggs, center from Penn State at 159. And DJ Johnson, Oregon Edge at 200. Juice Scruggs has to be in the running for one of the best names in this draft. I love that, that, that's a cool name. I like that name. But Smith and Jigba, again, love that pick. Then you have the corner and running back and center and edge. Again, I think I think you're hitting on all the needs where as long as you hit on wide receiver and corner, at least in the first three rounds, if you can have both those taken in the first three rounds, fourth at the absolute like max. Like if you start going to the fifth and the sixth for either of those two, I'm thinking eh, it's maybe a little too late. But if you're hitting on wide receiver and corner, I like that option. And then you can, you can kind of take best player and the Ravens are going to do it anyway. They're, they're, they're going to take best player throughout the draft, I think, but I think it has to be a little more needs based best player with the first couple of picks, especially wide receiver corner. And then you, you can take a running back in the fourth, like Rashawn Johnson and have that be a solid pick. Juice Scruggs, the center depth option an edge guy at, at 200. That's all really, really good. So solid mock draft overall here from snow moose next we have gavin sanders who has the ravens taking jordan addison at 22 wide receiver from usc tyreek stevenson corner from miami at 86 marvin mims wide receiver from oklahoma at 125 eric gray running back from oklahoma at 159 and dj johnson edge at 200 those top three i'm loving those top three i'm, I'm a i'm a big jordan addison guy I, now i think he's not gonna be anywhere near 22 i think he's gonna go before 
Jordan Addison and, and Jackson Smith and Jigba are two guys that if they fall to 22, I'm on the I'm on that phone. Same thing with Joey Porter Jr., but we'll talk about that another week. But Tyreek Stevenson, I know big senior bowl standout. He was someone, he's someone who I think is really solid. So we're going wide receiver, corner, wide receiver. Marvin Mims is a really solid mid-tier, mid mid round option. I think you have a couple of those really good ones. Rakeem Jarrett's another one from Maryland who I really like in the mid the mid rounds. So I like this one a lot. I think these are a lot of solid options for, again, getting your needs out of the way early. Then you can take the running back and the edge later on if you are the Ravens. And then, all right, we'll, we'll end on, on a Lamar Jackson one. We'll, we'll do a Lamar Jackson mock draft from Aaron, who has the Ravens trading Lamar to the Seattle Seahawks. The Ravens get the fifth overall pick, the 20th overall pick, a first rounder in 2024, a second rounder in 2024, and a first rounder in 2025. Then you have the Ravens taking C.J. Stroud at number five. Joey Porter Jr., well, C.J. Stroud, Ohio State quarterback. Let me make that clear. C.J. Stroud, Ohio State quarterback at number five. Joey Porter Jr., Penn State corner at number 20. Jackson Smith and Jigbo, Ohio State wide receiver at 22. Okay, so we got the Stroud, Smith and Jigbo pairing from Ohio State. Then, so this is just, this is a wild one. Chuck Clark has traded the Raiders for the 70th overall pick and the Ravens then move that 70th overall pick for DeAndre Hopkins. So you get DeAndre Hopkins and Jackson Smith and Jigba and CJ Stroud on that offense to pair with the Shaw Bateman, Devin DuVernay and those guys. 86 to take Clark Phillips, the corner from Utah. Then you have Andrew Voorhees, the guard at 125. Quendell Johnson, the safety from Memphis at 159. And Muhammad Ibrahim, the running back from Minnesota at 200. I like this one. I like this one a lot because obviously like I am still team extend Lamar Jackson. That's, that's my stance, but you get a, you get four firsts and a second for Lamar, which I think if you're not getting a player, that's a pretty solid haul, especially if you're getting the fifth overall pick, you can take one of CJ Stroud, Bryce Young, Will Levis, Anthony Richardson, if you really want to. So you can have the quarterback of the future taken there. You get Joey Porter Jr., who I think has number one slash two corner potential. Jackson Smith and Jigba on top of C.J. Stroud. You trade for DeAndre Hopkins anyway, just because it really you can in this situation. Then Clark Phillips, Andrew. I mean, this is this is this is probably one of the better Lamar mock trades I've seen. Chuck Clark. I know there there are questions about his future. Same with Patrick Queen. We'll see how those how that situation plays out. But I, I like this one. If there was a Lamar trade and this is the draft that came out of it, I'd be on board with this one for sure. But that's all I have for you here today on Locked on Ravens. Thank you so much for tuning in. When we get back here tomorrow, it's more Ravens talk here on the show. So be sure to stay tuned for that, and I'll see you right back here tomorrow.